BMGM. Hey, hey, this is Vagabond Media. Good morning. I am CD Demicio, joined by my co-host, Riona Morgan. She is amazing. You're amazing because you're listening right now. And uh, Riona, how are you today? Good morning. Good morning. I am so great. Hello, everyone. I'm Rihanna Morgan. I'm I am editor in chief of Vagabond Magazine and community lead at Page Dow. And I'm so happy to be here with all of you. And I can't wait to get going. What are we going to talk about today? It's going to be so great. <laughs> See, this is this is why you're amazing because <laughs> you always bring that kind of energy. I absolutely love it. Well, thank you. Thank you. No, I love I love it, too. I mean, I'm always so excited to have these conversations because I get so zeroed in on what I'm doing throughout the week and, and throughout the hours. And, and I can sink into a project like nobody's business. And then here, I feel like I'm coming up for fresh air and I feel like I'm coming up and I'm just like, oh, wow, what's going on? <laughs> And because we're building and creating all of these amazing things. And, and so, yeah, no, I, I, I love, I love this space so much. It's just, it's like my best friends all getting together to talk and share. So thank you, CD. Hey, you know what? I love it too. And I can't believe Riona, like how fast time is going this year. Like last year, really with the bear market, maybe last year just crept. It was like one of the slowest years of my entire life. But this year, like I looked at the date today and I was like, holy cow, it's February 27th. Already. I know like we're almost in the March. And when we, when we talked about doing, you know, four issues a year with Vagabond magazine, March 21st seemed so far away. And now I'm like, oh man, we got to get going. We got to get this issue in production quickly. I I know, I know. And and I actually have some really good news. I reached out to a poet in the space to talk to them about writing and celebrating poets and poetry for this new issue. And they said yes. And so they're just working on seeing who they can curate and see. And so they're not official yet. So I don't want to say who their name is. But as soon as we get that going, uh, uh, we're going to celebrate that. That sounds so exciting. That does sound so exciting. And, you know, what we're going to focus on in this forthcoming issue is going to be looking at what it means to be a digital citizen, because we're all digital citizens at this point. Um, and speaking of that, I want to make sure, okay, Edward Carpenter's up here as a speaker. We've got George Odd Writings is up as a speaker as well. Edward, we sent you a co-host invite, and I see that you accepted it. That's perfect. So, yeah, we're looking at digital citizenship and what it means to be a digital citizen and how we can sort of, you know, embrace that reality without losing who we really are, you know, because that's that's sort of the danger. Like, you know, it's so easy to fall into the computer, fall into the virtual worlds, fall into the, the whole rabbit hole of everything that we do and just lose ourselves. So there's a lot of that. And by the way, I should also say that we're looking in the first part of March to do a space. I think we're going to do it on Zoom. But it's going to be just talking about mental health and like keeping yourself sane in, you know, what seems to be a bull market emerging where everything goes up and you know, keeping yourself sane and all that. So we're going to have some amazing speakers. We're going to do that. We'll give you more information on that as time goes on. But I'm monopolizing the mic. Edward Carpenter, how are you today, sir? Edward is connecting. 
<laughs> well, George, how are you? Uh, I'm connected. You know what? When I look at odd writings, yes, we got you now, Edward. Uh, when I look at odd writings, I always think that's a connected man. He's a made man. Uh, Edward, how are you? We're glad to have you back. I'm good. I'm uh, doing my usual, running on a couple of hours of sleep. Um, but uh, it, no, no place I'd rather be. Um, a lot of great things I've already heard. Uh, to hear that poetry is going to be uh, featured in uh, in Vagabond is uh, music to my ears. Um, I'm uh, went to bed actually last night thinking to myself um, about what I want to do with uh, arts and poetry. Uh, so the the next issue of that will be coming out um, presently, but the call for submissions will go out, um, and I think we're going to look at doing a issue that is focused on minimalism, um, and then some of the other issues this year will have themes, and one of the themes uh, just based on. Uh, I saw a piece of art from one of my friends who does watercolor as her base. But I thought watercolor would be an interesting theme for both artists and poets to obviously take watercolor images, but uh, give poets sort of the prompt, um, write poems about water, write poems about color, write poems about the intersection. Um, so, yep, very excited to hear that. And uh, I think it's spot on the idea of having a, a specific discussion about um how to manage uh, your mental state in the ups and downs of, of a bull market. Um, and yeah, just really looking forward to today's conversation. Yeah, you kind of nail it with that. I mean, with the ups and downs, because, you know, we always think like the, the hardest thing is to like to lose. But actually, actually, when you're winning, it does some weird stuff to your mental state, too. And and it's really important that we get all this stuff out there and let people know what signs to look for, how to take care of themselves. We really just want to make sure that um, we don't have tragedies or, or people, you know, suffering. That's that's what we're looking to to explore getting rid of somehow. It may be impossible, but we want to do our best. Cryptoversal Books, we are always so glad to see you. Dude, how are you? Dude, I am so good. Uh, it's it's uh, it's a good time, and uh, so happy to be here. And this is always the high point of the week. And I'm here to learn and to share, and just hang out with with, with just the coolest people in Web three publishing. Well, as always, you guys, the, the the kindness always chokes me up a little bit, and sort of like takes away this voice that I'm so good at just like saying things but sometimes i'm like oh yeah we love we love you guys being here and we love that you guys are listening and look if you're listening and you'd like to come and join us we do this every week we try to do it on tuesdays uh that's usually when it happens and we usually are doing it on x and the reason why is because x is still a place where if you want to join us we can just bring you up on the stage without you having to do anything but just raise your hand and say hey i've got something to share so we're going to stick with that for a while, but we are exploring always the possibility of other platforms and things like that. So we touched on it, but these markets and especially the crypto markets and the, the altcoin markets, what are you guys thinking right now? What what are your thoughts on all of this stuff? I'll be happy to go first. Um, my uh, One of my thoughts, and it's something I still need to implement myself. Uh, but it's one of those things that, that can't be put off indefinitely is this would be a great time to um, audit yourself, your own uh, crypto accounts and see where you're at and think about the idea of capping the downside. So, for example, I know that I bought some uh, Ethereum and Bitcoin when they were about 
uh, half of the value of what they are, um, maybe less. And so if I was to sell off a bit of what I bought back at the low of the bear, um, I would essentially cap the downside to even if I completely missed the next, um, the next sweep, uh, I would not lose anything. And everything would be kind of gains from there on up. So that's one of the things I'm thinking about. And something also especially to do with uh, the small altcoins as they make a bigger move, perhaps. So much wisdom in that, you know, and so th- this is this is something. So I had I had a little bit of Bitcoin and I thought that Bitcoin was going to pull back. But I looked at it, as you said, and I sort of thought, you know what, I've got some gains right now. And I sold. And while it's painful to watch it going up, the other thing that I'm looking at to temper that is I'm like, you know what, I sold and I'm up. And I, if it drops, I don't have to worry. And that is such a nice thing. But it's always nice to keep some exposure when you do that. And this time, I kept with just a tiny little bit. Riona, are you watching these markets at all? I am. I am. I, I, <laughs> I you know, a year or so ago, I thought, uh, I'm going to put in $10 a month, whatever. You know, I'm going to do that Coinbase thing where I can just put in like $10 a month into Bitcoin or whatever and just you know, see how it goes and just see what it is. And then, you know, if I can, if I can pull some out and buy some ice cream all around for everybody, or if I, you know, maybe, I don't know. And so, or or if it gets crazy and I can buy a plane ticket someplace, that's amazing too. And so really I'm just, um, I I, I am a, a, a risk averse person. I'm not excited about huge risks. And so, um, I never put myself in that position. Um, you know, when you look at when you look at it now and you're like, wow, it's up to fifty seven thousand or whatever for Bitcoin, and you're like, geez, man, I really wish I would have, but you can't do that to yourself. You know, you can't, you can't, um, that's not fair. That's not treating yourself with grace and that's not treating yourself with understanding. Um, I think it's really better to just say, this is what I'm okay with doing. And if it all plummets, I'm okay with that. Like I would definitely, it's entertainment right now for me, the $10 a month. I mean, that that's going to the movies or less, you know, going to the movies is crazy expensive these days. And so, um, you know, that that's where my comfort level lies. And so everyone has to really define that for themselves and know I'm happy with that. I'm happy with what that is. And, um, yeah. And so I'm not a great, um, person to be like, Oh, crypto investor, because I just don't feel that um, brave, I guess. I don't know. I mean, there are some people who are so brave and, and, but then there, there are these big plummets that happen in their world too. And I just, I just don't like that kind of feeling that kind of sick to my stomach sort of, Oh no, you know, what have I done to my life and my family and things like that? That would just never be a, a situation that I could feel comfortable putting myself in. And so, um, yeah, and I'm super excited for the uptick in all of these things and and I'm super excited to see the growth and the and the excitement centered around this and I and I'm so excited but I'm most excited for the influx of people 
I'm so excited for the benefit that people are going to start seeing. I'm so excited for people to come join us and see what we can do with the digital lifestyle. You all are the best friends of my life. And I've only ever met two of you (laughs) in real life. Like you, you all mean so much to me. And that, that to me is the ultimate gold, the ultimate Bitcoin, the ultimate you know, award, prize, lovely, lovely, beautiful thing. And so, um, yeah, you, you all are, um, why I come every day and build in this space is to be with you and for you and, and to help you and other writers. And so other builders, other creatives. So I don't know, does that help? (laughs) Yes. Hey, and you know what? I've got a small present for you, for all of you guys, if you're interested. Um, If you're not interested, it's okay. But uh, I've always liked going to the movies. You mentioned going to the movies and saving up and how expensive it's gotten. So I've always enjoyed going to the movies. And in 20, I think it was 2018, there was a thing came out called Movie Pass. And you could sign up for like 10 bucks a month and it would give you unlimited free movies for the entire month. And it it failed miserably because movies are expensive, but it came back. And now it's 10 bucks a month and they give you a certain amount of credits and you can go. So I pay 10 bucks a month and it gives me basically enough credits to go watch two or three movies in a month. Um, you know, one, if it's like primetime movie or two, if, if it's like matinees and I like to go to the movies. So I use this thing. I pay 10 bucks a month and I get to see two or three movies in the movie theater. And I also have the, the rewards card for the movie theater. So I use that when I'm buying the tickets. And when you do that, because I'm seeing two or three movies a month, you actually get like credit. So once a month or so, I'll get like a free small popcorn or a small popcorn and drink. And where I'm at, if you go to the movies, even a matinee, the movie theater down the street for me, it's 20 bucks for a ticket, for a, for a regular ticket to go see a movie. And then you're paying, you know, $8 for a small drink. So this is a great thing. So if you guys are interested, reach out to me. I will send you a movie pass invitation. 10 bucks a month if you like to go watch movies. If you don't, don't even worry about it. But it's their offer. Uh, Cryptoversal, I want to hear from you on these markets and things uh, because I know you've been kind of deep in it and experiencing some sort of, I think from conversation we've had in the past, some kind of new emotions attached to this. How's it going? Oh, you know, it's going good. Um, I've I've always been a little skeptical of uh, cryptocurrencies uh, in general. Um, I, I, I avoid Bitcoin because of the environmental impact of proof of work calculations and avoided Ethereum until it switched over to proof of stake. Um, I, I tend to view the, the, uh, the, the, the currencies as if they were um, what you might you know, need to change your money into if you were visiting another country in order to buy things in that country. So if you're if you're visiting the land of Ethereum, you need to you need to buy some Ethereum and then you can you can buy all kinds of wonderful things that are available in Ethereum land and take them with you uh, when you go home. Um, and I the the idea of of these currencies as 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 an investment um, I I'm 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 skeptical as I said. Uh, but having gone through these cycles, having having seen a couple of cycles that, uh, coming in to a bull, going through the bear, um, seeing the start of what might be another bull, um, I'm 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 seeing 
pros, the pros and cons. I'm seeing that the pros of um, the, the bull cycle bringing in a lot of energy, which brings in uh, projects and excitement and investment and, and makes wheels go round. Um, and then the lack of that um, is, is like having, having the gears grind to a halt. And if you want to keep building through the bear, you really have to push and, and really have to work hard because there's nothing lubricating those gears anymore. Um, so I can, I can now kind of, kind of see a little bit more of a nuanced view of it. Um, it's tough though, when you're, when you're releasing, say a, a book and, and you want to price it and you put what you think is a fair price on it in, in Matic or in ETH or in, you know, on base or, or whatever. Um, and then the currency that you've priced it in doubles and now whatever you've listed for sale, you know, if you, if you haven't been paying attention, um, if you've, you've, it's now unrealistically priced, it's not priced at what you want it to be. So I think, I think for me, that's a con, um, for, for the, for the uses that, that I put it to, um, where, you know, if, if, if we're, if, if the, if the purpose is to put out books and be able to price them, uh, for readers, um, readers need to, to, you, you need to, you need to have, you know, uh, more, more constancy and less fluctuation, um, than, than what I see in a lot of these cryptocurrencies. Uh, but that's, that's just my personal experience. God, that's a, that's a really good point. Go ahead, Edward. Well, so, uh, that raised an interesting, uh, question is whether, you know, going forward, we, we, as, as writers and as the people who are probably going to kind of design the future of the space, um, should think about, uh, listing our um, offerings or tying our tokens to stable coins as opposed to making them these these floating you know speculational currencies um, the other thing was that uh, you know the the environmental stuff is is really interesting um, and I'm very you know environmentally focused myself but one th uh, thing that I am not sure that I've yet seen is a comparison with um, what the cash what the fiat currency economy, uh, costs versus the the Bitcoin or the um, crypto economy. If you take into account all the um, buildings that house banks and all the employees and the cars they drive and the number of transactions sent around, um, a lot of people. It's very easy, sort of, to quantify. You know, the um, the processing power of say uh, mining a Bitcoin or back in the day um, when Ethereum was still mined. Um, but when you ask people to quantify the cost of the current system. Um, it seems that they're uh, maybe it's much more complicated to do, and they're they're much less interested in doing so. So, just a thought there. Um, but uh, but yeah, that was uh, my my two cents on that. I think. Wow! Like, how much carbon is are those armored cars that are moving around putting cash in ATM machines actually spewing into the air? That's a crazy thought, Edward. I, I've never looked at it that way. Really cool to know. Cryptoversal, go ahead. Yeah, I know. You could always make those con uh, those those calculations, and it's it's kind of funny because actually, uh, in the town where I live, we we have sort of a controversial town seal, and a few years back, a bunch of us put forward a proposal to get a committee to look into changing the seal, and you know the, the committee would be volunteers; it wouldn't cost the town anything, um, and they would come up with a proposal of you know yes or no, and the people who were 
opposed to changing the seal, we're bringing up, you know, well, what about the cost of the electricity to light the lights that, that's in the room where the volunteers are meeting and the cost of the janitorial services to come in and empty the trash barrels after the meeting and the, the cost of heating the space. And, and, and it just got, you know, little pennies and dimes and just ridiculousness uh, for just, you know, we can get a people, get a bunch of people together to meet in a room and talk about this issue that concerns people. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, you can you can make those people can make those calculations and people did make those calculations of, you know, how many pennies it would cost and, you know, don't want to waste a single penny of my taxpayer money to go toward this cause that I I, I don't I don't support, um, even though you know friends and neighbors may support it. Uh, so but that's that's it's, it's getting off topic. But uh, yeah, they, just, just the, the world of, of economic uh, comparisons. It's a little off topic, but I loved it. I loved hearing it. Like, I like, you know, small town people quibbling about the pennies that it costs to, to change the liner in the wastebasket. That is an awesome perspective to share. Uh, speaking of perspectives, the one person that we didn't hear from about the current uh, crypto situation and, and everything that's happening with, you know, positive situation, I might add, is George. What, what are your thoughts on, you know, current markets? Well, uh, my I think my what what I tend to do nowadays, uh, you know, given given my budgetary situation, um, I I view these bull and bear cycles as more influential on the the, the technology and the and the enthusiasm surrounding the technology, kind of like what Riona said. Uh, if the, if uh, maybe ten years ago, I was I was investing here and there in different things. And uh, during that time, I, I learned that if you buy something and then decide to sell at a certain point, uh, what worked for me was right after I sold, I would not look at the price of what I had sold for like a month <laughs> because it's just asking for trouble, right? I mean, just forget about it. Just say, say you sold it at this point and then don't worry about it. Concentrate on something else. And that's a good, uh, I think, a good mental health thing to, uh, to keep in mind. Uh, this time around, I'm uh, I'm basically uh, kind of uh, I'm I'm watching from the sidelines. I'm not uh, I'm not again because because of the situation I'm in. I'm not uh, I'm not. Uh, it's just not wise for me to do it. I think at this point in my life. Edward, the mic is yours. Yeah, just want to make a, a little observation. One of the things that I found very interesting, you know, I first got into crypto versus nfts uh, because i listened to balaji srinivasan and and tim ferris talk about uh their the what they where they saw the the global economy going um and i was doing just kind of a strategy of you know just buy buy a little bit every month as sort of a hedge what i discovered where i made all my money in crypto um throughout this uh complete cycle was when i did things like i wanted to uh you know participate in the soul type economy so i just went and bought like a hundred dollars worth of solana back when it was a few dollars i guess um and i think that there's a few tokens where just to participate and i think i may have done it with um uh book io i'm trying cardano um just bought a handful of tokens to just so i could access some literary thing and the rest of them sat unused in my Coinbase, um, and then I happened to look back, you know, a year later. And even after all the ups and downs, they're they're way up. And when I saw they were up to a certain point, you know, I'd cash out 
a bit and I'd still have, you know, more than I started with. Um, and I think I've watched, I've done that with a couple of the meme coins too. I think uh, Shiba Inu, which was like a clone of Dogecoin, you know, I think I bought, you know, $100 worth of that just to see, you know, what could possibly go right. And every time it went through one of his little spikes where Elon Musk said something and my $100 had turned into $400, I, I sold three of it and just kept the others and watched it drop again and, and kind of recycled it. So that's uh, that's one way, one thing to think about. And, you know, right now, I think my, my page DAO tokens, of which, again, I just I just bought, I think, a thousand page at some point just to participate in the economy, gifted some of it away to a couple of people that I said, you know, here's a way to get into the get into the organization. Um, I think now if I looked at where it was, it would have, you know, 10x its value or something, but uh, not trying to sell that anytime soon. But yeah, I think a lot of the interesting stuff actually may happen on the margins, but also you can't do everything that's out there. So so pick something you're comfortable with and and don't uh, don't let FOMO get the best of you. That's my advice. That's super advice. Um, and congratulations on all of those coins. So it's funny, you actually, I, let's see how, so I used to be an actual gambler. I used to actually gamble uh, on a regular basis. And I surprised a lot of people because I did very well with the thing that most people say you always lose at, which is slot machines. So I used to love slot machines. I would go into a casino, and this was back when they actually had mechanical slot machines. The electronic ones, I've just never trusted. I stopped as soon as the electronic ones came out. But I would go into a casino with like $100 in my pocket. And I would start to play and I would always play the largest, the second largest denomination. They always had the five and 10 and 20, but I would play the $1 slots with a hundred dollars. And my rule of thumb was every time my balance went significantly above my initial hundred dollars, I would cash out and then I would put a hundred dollars back in. So I would put all the cash in one pocket that I cashed out with. And I would just play until I lost the hundred dollars or I got tired of playing. And I would regularly walk out of the casino with a fair amount of money in my left pocket, just from the winnings, but the hundred dollars in my right pocket completely gone. And that I think is the method that you just described, Edward. It's like keep playing with that hundred dollars, but don't play with the big money, the, the money that might actually like make a difference in your life. Um, so I'm not advocating that anybody gamble. The electronic machines, they are bandits, and I, I don't recommend that you go into it. And the cryptocurrency casino is also a bandit. And so be careful. But I think that your method was really good there. So I enjoyed that. Do any of you guys gamble? Do you uh, do you make bets or do any stuff like that? I love poker. And someday my goal is to write a uh, an algorithm. Like if you were going to teach a computer how to play poker pre-AI when you had to actually just give it a set of rules. Um, that's a, that's a book I'd like to write as I play it someday. Interestingly enough, the poet Katie uh, um, KHD you'll sometimes see her around. She used to be a professional poker player, I believe. So we've got some interesting folks in the um, the literary ranks of Web three. Yeah, in fact, uh, speaking about that, there's I've seen videos. Uh, she she's released. Uh, I don't know if they're still up, but uh, uh, I'm talking about Katie Dozier. She had uh, some videos up on YouTube. Uh, I don't know if they're still there. But uh, somebody either with her, it, either with her or somebody else, uh, filmed her doing some online poker stuff, and it's one of these things where it's like amazing. She's got like ten different windows open, and she's she's going like this, and she's playing like ten games at once. It's just this. this it was just amazing, and they, and they were pretty large values of money beneath each 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 game. So she's like a, a real professional. And, uh, and then it turns out she's a really great poet so uh, and a great person to know. So, 
absolutely love Katie. She is so cool. And, um, you know, I, I just want you guys to know if we ever get together, I don't want to play poker for money with any of you because in person, I am the world's worst poker player. My face gives away everything. I'm a terrible liar. I'm a terrible poker player. So if, if you can get me to play, you're going to win, but please don't. <laughs> all right. So we're going to wrap up uh, the VMGM section, but I do want to hear from all of you guys in terms of let's have some predictions. This is just for fun. It's not financial advice, but what are your thoughts? Everybody that's on the stage, we'll start, we'll go Riona Edward, Odd Writings, and then Cryptoversal. And what are your thoughts on the Bitcoin market and the Ethereum market? How high do you think these coins are going to go? Or do you think they're going to go lower? Go ahead. Riona, you first. Oh, gosh. Um, I feel like that they're, that that this is only the beginning of get going up. That's what I feel like. I feel like it's, it's going to exceed where it's been. I feel like it's going to go up from here. Um, you know, you read the articles about the halving and all of that kind of stuff. And I just feel like that, um, that maybe we're ready for this next trip. And I just feel like this is only the beginning. Was it me supposed to go next? Yes, sir. Uh, I think that um, the, the easy thing is that, yep, they're definitely going to go down, uh, but I can't tell you when. So I think that um, my advice is to, um, like I said, cap your downside if you can. Um, invest a little something uh, as you go along, um, whatever you can afford. Uh, as it rises, You know, just keep an eye on it. Look at where past peaks have been. Um, expect that there's, it's going to be a saw edge. Uh, but I think that we will see that we are in, in the beginning of another uh, bear um, overall. Uh, but I also say, you know, look hard at the, the general financial climate. You know, it's shocking to me that U.S. interest rates for houses are at 8.5%. Um, I went back when I bought my property in the, the 2000s and, you know, through the early 2020s, um, it was uh, much, much lower. Um, so look at what, uh, the various fundamentals, look at what's happened with food and climate. You know, when, when the farmers are rioting in, uh, Europe and Ukraine can't sell its grain and the Red Sea trade is being blocked, um, don't think that these won't have effects on the market. That said, I think a lot of the effects are driving us to have markets that are, are fairer and more transparent and more easy to negotiate. Um, and I think that crypto brings some of that to the table. So bullish in the short term, but in the long term, everything everything falls. And when there's blood in the streets, buy land. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb, and I'm gonna say that uh, everything is gonna go keep going up until Christmas and the New Year. And once the New Year comes comes uh, comes upon us, uh, then during that month, things will go down roughly twenty five percent. All right, I'm gonna say, um, and I'm a horrible gambler, by the way. Um, for good or for bad, Bitcoin is the ocean that raises all the ships. Uh, and the advantage to that is now your ship is high, but you have to watch out for the coastal flooding. <laughs> a cryptoversal, I love that. You like you you made a prediction without making a prediction. It's beautiful. Uh, I'm gonna say that we are first of all, cryptoversal, you're a terrible gambler, just just like me. So uh, maybe we can play poker, but we'll not let other people play. We'll just do it for comedy um, so that they can watch. Okay, so in terms of Bitcoin and Ethereum, I think that there's going to be some market euphoria going on until about, you know, 
midsummer, and then I think we're we're going to see a serious dip. A lot of people are going to panic and sell, and then and then I think we'll we'll do what George said and head on until Christmas. But I do I do expect to see the wave sort of dropping at some point. But I'm more wrong than right in this stuff, so don't take that or anything that we've said as financial advice. Do your own research. Don't take financial advice from people that you uh, wouldn't take real money financial advice from and all that stuff so that you guys is the end of the vm gm portion 